Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up. We share something we've loved recently, whether it's a book, a TV show, a podcast or something else. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to the things that are going on right now. How are you doing? I am good. Um, It feels like it's been, well, it kind of has been ages, actually, since we last caught up. I feel like a lot has happened in that time. But Listeners will be pleased to know I found my pasta for the mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. I know you're all wondering. I, f- I forgot about this. And then on Thanksgiving, I saw your mac and cheese and I was like, did she get the pasta? It wasn't called macaroni. It was a different name pasta, but it it looked kind of similar. So we went with it. There was a lot of going with it on Thanksgiving. but I like that. I like all- that. I did 8,000 steps in the kitchen on Thanksgiving. Oh my God. We do not have a big kitchen. Like we do not have a big kitchen. So if you had a big kitchen, that's still a lot. Honestly, I was, it took me like three days to recover. Not because I was a drink or anything, just it was so knackering. I don't know how anyone coordinates that volume of food. (laughs) How many did you, how many people did you have over? Um, there were seven of us in total, including me and Taylor. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. But I did partway through the day slightly lose my shit a little bit about the fact that we don't have two ovens. I realise most people don't have two ovens, but having a second <laughs> oven would have been a lifesaver. I don't understand how you're supposed to cook stuff and keep the other stuff warm. I'd, how does anyone do it? <laughs> it was baffling to me. But I can just... I can just see you raging about this and getting so upset, but yeah. knowing well, and that there's nothing to be done. But then one of the people we did have over, who's Croatian, she was like, oh no, Croatian people often have a second oven in the basement. I was like, well, where's my basement? And where's my second oven? Clearly <laughs> I've, been, I've been led astray here. I don't have either of these things. But it was fine. It went really well. Um, and did. yeah, really enjoyed it. But how... You've been to New York since we last spoke. How was it? Yes, because when we last recorded, I hadn't been to New York. New York was phenomenal. It's amazing. I love it. I can't wait to go back. I mean, you just bleed money from the second you take the first breath of air when you land. Um, And it doesn't seem to stop. I I mean, there was a point where I was buying mini Kit Kats for a dollar and was like, these are cheap. And I've got home. I'm like, no, no no um but aside from the fact that it's eye-watering and expensive it's an incredible city it was so wonderful and so festive like because we went pre-thanksgiving a lot of like the lights weren't up yet mm-hmm. um well they were up but they weren't on so like we couldn't really see the tree at um the rockefeller center we couldn't really see like the sacks lights all lit up but we got a good idea of it and it was very festive and cozy and just amazing i can't wait to go back Oh, I'm so glad you guys had a good time. It looked incredible. And I would actually love to go in the winter, I think. As much as I know it's freezing cold, I do feel like it would be quite magical. Yeah, like I would, if I went back, I would love to go like late spring, early summer, just to like not be that cold constantly. Um, Because it was minus two plus wind chill. But it did make me feel so festive and I couldn't wait to get back and decorate but I got back and I got COVID. So 
yeah mm. talk, talk <laughs> about post-holiday blues I mean I landed and I was like oh I must be really jet lagged um and then I thought oh I I don't know maybe I'll do a test because I just don't feel right and yeah it I bet you know the universe went do you want COVID how much do you want and I just went yes and I've never seen such an aggressive lateral flow test before um she was she was determined to make it clear to me that I had COVID and wow did my body know it but um we're recovering we're getting there this is why the episode's a day late because yeah I had no voice yesterday so I think we'll allow it we've been pretty good at uh forgiving (laughs) ourselves for this kind of thing this year so yeah I feel like it's quite an exceptional circumstance um and yesterday if we'd recorded it would have just been me coughing throughout the whole thing so you know beautiful (laughs) so yeah apologies for the coughing you got to edit out this week all good I got you don't worry good um do you want to show your recommendation for the week yes my recommendation is uh it's a short docuseries on netflix and i believe it only came out last week or maybe the week before it's called pepsi where's my jet and i want to watch this it's have you live. heard about this story before so i'd never heard about it and i was like what the hell is pepsi where's my jet and alex was like oh they were like if you get pepsi points like you can get a jet and pepsi never paid up because it was a joke and someone sued them yeah so like, i've, I've never heard it? this story before whereas taylor obviously had but um for those of you that don't know so this series follows a it's set it's the story's from 1995 and a 20 year old called john leonard sees pepsi commercial and they're basically it's in the middle of the coke war so it's coca-cola and pepsi and they're just vying it out to be top in the market and Pepsi was really well known for having really big celebrities on like advertising for them. And they would always have really creative commercials. And they launched this campaign where it was like, oh, if you drink a certain amount of Pepsi, you get Pepsi points and you can win like basically Pepsi swag. So like T-shirts, sunglasses, bags. Obviously, it's free advertising for Pepsi. So it's in their favor that they do this. Um, at the end of the commercial, it says 7 million points Harrier Jet. And it's all like this like joke with kids at school and they're like, oh, Harrier Jet. There's no fine print in the commercial. They, there is no terms and conditions. There is oh, no God. small print or anything. So this 20-year-old guy is like, I could I could do this. I could get the, the Harrier Jet. So anyway, he does everything to get the 7 million points, sends it off to Pepsi and Pepsi are like, ha-ha, you're funny, sends it back. Um <gasps> But anyway, it goes on this very long and entertaining legal battle against Pepsi, which obviously then generates huge media attention because it's like the classic little guy taking on the big corporation. And Pepsi kind of gets all of these sort of dodgy campaigns that they've done, like pulled into the limelight. And yeah, anyway, it's it's really funny. It's filmed in a really entertaining way. I feel like Netflix really hit the nail on the head with this kind of like tongue in cheek, really entertaining. Everyone that they interview, they interview people from Pepsi as well as like the guy involved, like all of the legal team. They interview everyone involved and they get them all to do a taste test before their interview. Um, like a blind taste test with Pepsi and, and Coke to see who oh picks God. what. It is, yeah, it's just really entertaining. There's only four episodes. Um, yeah, just really recommend giving it a watch. I've never even heard of it. And apparently the case is now, it's used in a lot of uh, like law schools, uh, textbooks oh, wow. and stuff like that, because it did really set quite a big precedent. 
Um, yeah, I guess like we're, you think of like any marketing campaign and people are like, oh my God, you've got to have your T's and C's. And it is because of stuff like that, because otherwise yeah. you're not protected. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, very entertaining. Definitely worth giving it a watch on Netflix. I love that. Um, what's your recommendation? Sima is also a documentary because it won't be shocking that we've watched a lot of telly in the past week. Um, <laughs> and so we watched the other day the Elon Musk show, which is on BBC iPlayer. And at first I was like, I don't want to watch Elon Musk's TV show because <laughs> I didn't really get that it was like an ironic title mm. uh, because I don't really like Elon Musk. Um, and... So we watched it, we gave it a go, and it was so interesting. It's a three-part series where they interview people who have known him very well. So both of his parents interviewed his ex-wives, his friends, his enemies, like reporters, like you name it, they were interviewed in the show to kind of build a picture of who he is and why he is the way he is, but also what makes him so kind of, interesting like why is everyone fascinated with the richest man who has ever existed and how did he make this wealth like what is it about him that's different and he kind of speaks there are interviews with him in it as well but it's just very interesting to watch him I always think he's a very calculated person it's almost like you can see the cogs turning behind his eyes mm. um and they delve into a lot of the controversy around him as well. And I hadn't realized quite how shady some of the stuff he had done and said, and that his com- companies had done and said were, um, mm-hmm. especially some of the stuff at Tesla. It really made us rethink getting a Tesla. Um, yeah. I still want an electric car, but really did put the nail in the coffin of, that's not the one we're going to get. Um, she says as though she's buying one next week. But um yeah, it was really interesting kind of how he justifies. There was a lot of questioning about like, oh, why wouldn't you like basically solve poverty because you could afford to? And he's like, well, I am doing stuff for the rest of the world because my companies are going to be good for the planet. And it's just really interesting to see how he justifies his behaviors and like his mission to like put humans on Mars and all of this sort of thing. It's a very, it, I think it's quite a balanced documentary as well. It isn't just like slagging him off. It isn't just saying, oh my God, he's the most amazing person who's ever lived. There is definitely that nuance about how it, you can't just say categorically good or bad. Um, mm. And it was really interesting to see like how he's got to where he's got to. And I know we speak about like um, manifesting the things you want and they kind of touch on that a little bit it's really interesting about like work ethic but also balance and yeah I, it's quite an easy watch and I didn't know that he'd been married to Lula Riley isn't that friggin shocking I literally found this out probably six months ago twice twice he was married to Lula Riley yeah. to Lula also, Wy- to Lula Riley in my head she's like 25 I think it's because of Centrinians I just like feel like she's really young but she's not I mean she is young she's just not 25 yeah I thought she was a child so I was like he's married a child twice and then I looked up the details and I was like okay you know she's fully an adult um side note I think you look a lot like her and me and Alex had this conversation so when Um, Centrinians came out people at school said I look like her I actually went as her to a fancy dress party 
did you that's so funny when we were at school so it was a long time ago yeah when you were both younger I think you looked more similar um but yeah it was a really fascinating documentary and a good one if you kind of want to get to know a bit more about Elon Musk because I feel like he is his mum is fascinating now she is someone who's interesting Oh my god. Okay. I've not even heard of this documentary. Um, but I do really want to give it a watch because of one of those really weird you know how we were saying about how the media's like skewed our perception of Taylor Swift? Yeah. So I used to quite like Elon Musk. I thought he had some really interesting yeah, yeah, ideas. Yeah. He was doing really great things. And over the last, I guess, year or so, I've been like, What the hell is he like? It's like watching a car crash in slow motion. And I'm like, am I being skewed by the media in this? I'm like, no, I actually think he's a a dick. I was like, this is, he is like become the epitome of someone who has so much money and power that it's gone to their head and they think that they can do anything that they want. And Um, I feel like it's the opposite of what I had with someone like Taylor Swift. Yeah where I could I didn't like them and I couldn't tell you why and then I was like oh actually I don't have a good reason for not liking them with Elon Musk I kind of just thought I really liked him like you said he was doing cool stuff like pushing a lot of Mm. stuff forward and he's definitely done that oh yeah but the media rhetoric was not oh my god he's also a pretty dodgy human yeah yeah and I also think it's very I mean either today or imminently he's becoming or has become the most followed person on Twitter and I saw a really interesting article, like sure. how healthy is that for a platform that the most followed person on the platform is the CEO? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about this for a while, but I will definitely watch I mean, that documentary. It sounds really interesting. I feel like you, me, Alex and Taylor could sit down and talk about Elon Musk for absolute hours over a beer at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah. We'll add it. We'll add it to the <laughs> list. <laughs> So this week, we wanted to have a conversation about abundance versus scarcity in relation to mindset more than anything. Kind of a scarcity mindset, thinking that there isn't enough to go around, that you're not maybe worthy of success, that you could never have the wealth, the success, the health that other people have. It's kind of a survival instinct, right? Like we're taught that we have to be in competition and there isn't enough to go around. But that isn't actually the case. And when you start to learn and understand more about an abundant mindset and welcoming that abundance into your life, it can be really brilliant in terms of your outlook, obviously like the abundance itself, but also your self-worth. So we want to open up that conversation a little bit and share our experiences of embracing a more abundant mindset, but also why it's so important. I think that's a really good point about being a more abundant mindset in terms of how you view the future and positivity about opportunities because I absolutely I don't want this conversation to come across as like toxic positivity because I know that there's a lot of very challenging things going on in the world now especially with the cost of living crisis and this isn't like a oh if you feel more positive you'll earn more money that's no that's not where we're coming from but I think there's a lot to be said for abundance and how it does relate to your self-worth and how much you feel like you are worthy of because I feel like a lot of scarcity mindset is so subconscious or it comes from like limiting beliefs that we were either like raised with or we acquired while we were at school or mm-hmm. around things not just around money but like success wealth love health 
um, basically like how much of those things we think we're entitled to or we think we deserve. And like you said, we're kind of told that it's like bad to want things or you yeah. shouldn't be seen to want those things. So then you tell yourself that you, you shouldn't want those things and there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting those things. No, I think we, I mean, it's appropriate to just discuss Elon Musk, I guess, because we associate wanting more with being a bad thing. And we look at mm. someone like him as a very extreme example of what greed and constant want can look like. But for the majority of us, that just isn't what having that more kind of open-minded approach to abundance is. It's it's a bit like how we speak about wanting to be successful, but then you have to sit down to work out what success looks like to you. And mm -hmm. how do you define that success and go after it? It's the same with abundance. Like it doesn't just mean you have a certain number of pounds in your bank account. It's more about um, like abundance in terms of your health, in terms of your relationships, in terms of the gratitude you feel for your life and the positivity that you welcome in. I think it's a lot more holistic than the narrow view that a more scarce mindset has taught us about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was listening to an episode of, I think it was Miss Mindset the other day. It's an Aussie podcast that I still love. She's just so Aussie. It's amazing. Um, but she was talking about specifically like her money mindset, but she was saying everything shifted for her when she actually sat down and really thought about what wealth was to her mm. and in the same way as you were saying success just then she was saying how do you actually define wealth and when I thought about it I was like I actually have so much wealth in my life like I have a wealth of happiness I have a wealth of yeah. friendships I have a wealth of activities I enjoy I'm like I'm wealthy in my in my health and my well-being and that right there is a is abundance and I think as soon as you start seeing I guess it links really well with like practicing gratitude, but as soon as you start seeing the wealth and the opportunities that you already have, I feel like it opens your mind up a lot more to how much more there is for you out there and that there is mm -hmm. enough to go around. I always feel very conscious whenever I talk about abundance or gratitude or manifestation as well, um, that I am a middle-class white woman Mm. who has all the mark pretty much all the markers of like your privilege 101 going for her um and I never want it to sound kind of sanctimonious or like oh my god if you just believe it can happen because I think that does a real disservice a it's just ignorant but also it does mm. do a disservice to the people who work really hard for what they have um but what I would say is that I think assuming that abundance isn't for you because you might not be in an abundant whatever that means for you position right now is only ever going to do yourself a disservice because it can be for everyone but you've just got to work out what it looks like for you and accept that it won't be something that changes overnight and when I started to learn more about manifestation a thing that was really important for me in understanding it and I think it's really similar with abundance is, you know, the whole thing of like, like attracts like. So if you put out the positive vibes and you, you know, you say you're manifesting your dream house, for example, mm. um, then 
you're manifesting that you're manifesting it but what if you were to not think about your dream house is that the same as like manifesting like a lack of security in your home or being homeless it's not because you have to put the action behind it and I think that's where when you realize that I think that makes abundance a more accessible idea as well because you go okay yes I have to um believe that I am worthy of it and confront those um limiting beliefs I might have and work on the scarcity mindset but you also realize you have an element of control and it's kind of welcoming in that abundance of health for example but also still showing up as someone who moves their body daily it's Uh showing up as someone who has an abundance of wealth but is also someone who does budget and is mindful of how they spend their money and you kind of then feed into it like that I think there is far more practicality to it than a lot of like conversations around abundance would have you believe because it's not like that was a much more concise way of saying what I have just said. My God, COVID brain is a real thing, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, because it no, because it, it helped me put my sentence together. So okay, it was not fine. COVID brain. <laughs> but I, I think people just hear the word manifestation. They think it's you. You sit there and you say, I'm worthy of earning more money. That's not going to make you earn more money. It's not no. going to, you're going to say, oh, I want to be fit and healthy. It's not going to, you're not going to wake up in the morning and, I don't know, have a six pack or whatever it is. No. But I think it is, it's changing those subconscious actions or kind of attitude that you have that feeds into the more positive actions. And like you were saying, it's the like for like. I notice it more when I think about it the opposite way around. So if I'm going through a really stressful time, if I'm stressed and I'm anxious, everything I do, feels stressful and anxiety inducing every Mm. conversation I have I manage to let it stress me out or I feel frustrated or I feel like something was aimed at me negatively or when I see the negative impact like we were talking about protecting your vibration before Mm -hmm. when I see like the negativity that I have and it's kind of reflected back at me that's when I'm like okay no this is this is kind of something that I'm almost looking for. Like I want to feel yeah. sorry for myself. I'm let, I'm not saying I'm letting myself because obviously sometimes you need to let yourself feel anxious and stressed and frustrated. We all do. But I feel like that's where I'm more aware of how my attitude is impacting what's being mm. reflected back at me. Yeah. And I think the same goes for when you start to focus more on your gratitude and what you mm-hmm. are grateful for and the positive, like the blessings you have in your life, you notice them more. Mm-hmm. And those, I think sometimes like the story that's told around these things is that you'll start doing that. And then the next day your life will be amazing and you will feel brilliant. And that isn't the case. Like life will still be difficult. There will still be challenges. You you will still have to do things you don't like doing, but you can approach it with a better mindset. And I think that's the same with abundance. It's not saying that you'll wake up tomorrow, the richest person, and you will be the fittest you've ever been. And all of your relationships will be perfect. But it's just saying, it's that acknowledgement that you're worthy of those things, and you deserve those things. And I think so much of the power of having a more abundant mindset is that it really makes you confront those feelings around, you know, negative self-talk and not having that self-esteem and kind of having a low 
perception of your own worth because you kind of can't have a low perception of your own worth and then also be thinking I'm worthy and I'm welcoming in abundance because they are literally opposites Mm -hmm. and I think if you're coming from like that place of scarcity it kind of it drives really reserved behavior throughout your whole life so yeah you'll be afraid to take opportunities or nervous to I don't know open up in a new relationship or so I don't know something like that and I think that's where the scarcity comes from because well it's where it really impacts your life because you're believing that you're not worthy of love in this relationship mm. or you're believing that you're not worthy of a I don't know pay rise or this job promotion or or whatever it might be and that's how like the scarcity and the self-worth are so linked together because they can have such mm. a fundamental impact on those big parts of your life and life decisions and I think when you start confronting those thoughts on the smaller scale it becomes far easier to confront it on a larger scale so mm-hmm. I know we talk about a lot about like if you want to be the type of person who does x you have to go and do x so if you want to be the type of person who's fit and healthy or you want to be the type of person who gets up at 5am and goes to the gym then you have to get up at 5am and go to the gym like yeah. there's no there's no other way to be that person if you're the type of person who constantly says I don't have time to get some fresh air today or I don't have time to eat healthily or whatever it is. What you're actually saying is I can't justify for whatever reason prioritizing that in my life. And to an extent you're saying I'm not worthy of it. And don't get me wrong, like I appreciate that it's not always easy to have the time to cook the healthy meal or get outside or move your body. Like, you know, if you've got a demanding job or you have, health issues or you have young kids like it's not always as straightforward as that but I think just changing the story that you're telling yourself so it isn't a case of I'm not worthy but I'm not prioritizing or I'm going to prioritize something different again it's really helpful because you then see it you then see these as things you could have rather than things that just aren't even an option for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I I do I absolutely do think I, this whole abundance mindset thing is not something that comes naturally to most no. people and it's not even on a lot of people's radars it certainly wasn't on mine probably until within the last year really or if it was I yeah. didn't know what the word for it was but I think if you are someone who's coming from that perspective it's what really helped me is understanding that abundance right. money is not the only metric for abundance like, yes love for your child can be abundance like laughter with friends can be abundance like having food in my cupboard I recognize like the privilege and how lucky I am in that and that is abundance like I'm so Mm -hmm. fortunate to have that and instead of getting into our head that oh well it has to be an abundance of money it has to be an abundance of I don't know career progress or whatever it might be I think approaching it from that perspective is a really good way to I guess do that start that bit of inner inner work that you need to do to be more aware of that in your life I think also it's recognizing that kind of welcoming in abundance and having an abundant mindset isn't going to fix all the problems in your life but Mm. it is going to enrich the good things yeah it is going to make your relationships that bit better it is going to make your 
don't know, your exercise routine that bit better if you believe that like you are worthy of spending the time on your health and you are capable and you do deserve those things. It's only going to enrich what you already have. And Mm -hmm. that really helps when we think back to that um, like creates like, it helps to push that forward more. And I think I, so this is, seems like a slight tangent, but I don't think it actually is, so bear with me. Um, (laughs) Snoop Dogg has created a kid's album. Now, Mm -hmm. I would recommend you go and listen to it because it's actually really bloody good and it's so positive. We listened to it yesterday because we were just curious, like, this is what we all need, right? Um, But I think, and it got me thinking like, oh my God, how amazing would it be if like, we're in our late 20s and we've started to really confront those negative thoughts we have about ourselves and understand that like mistakes are just opportunities to learn and that you know a bad day doesn't mean that like you're a bad person all of these things imagine if you learn that from an earlier age how powerful that could be Mm -hmm. I think the same applies to abundance what if like you don't want to wait another 10 20 30 years assuming one day you'll be like oh I'm worthy look back and go god I wish I'd learned that sooner like make the most of it now the sooner you start to embrace these things for better and we spoke about limiting beliefs and I think you know so much of those so many of those sorry are subconscious they are taught behaviors from our childhood but it isn't that our parents and people around us actively wanted to give us these limiting beliefs it's that there was no better option for them like people didn't know better so wouldn't it be wonderful to kind of put like push that abundance forward by also embracing it now in your own life yeah Wait, does Snoop Dogg sing about abundance? Well, he I think he might talk about abundance. He talks a lot about like gratitude and um, affirmations. The song Affirmations, I think, is one of the best. Um, <laughs> I just need to go and listen to this now. <laughs> oh my God, it's brilliant. Like, I just love that he did a kid's album. But it's all of those things that we talk about so often. Like the work, because at the end of the day, no one is going to give you an abundant mindset. It's like so many of the things we discuss, you have to decide that's what you want to cultivate and then you have to actively do it. Mm-hmm. It's far easier to start today than it will be to start tomorrow. Yeah. And I do think as well, like once you start working on that mindset, anything like it is it is a mindset i don't think you actually need anything big or significant or extra to happen mm, because i do feel like no. it's a gradual like cultivating of a certain outlook over time then if something if anything extra does happen then it's just like a, a bonus like yeah. say if you i don't know get some money back from your taxes that you weren't expecting oh the dream that's not because you've like manifested it or anything like that but then you can appreciate that yes wow this is this is a huge bonus like I already had all of this abundance in my life I've got my health and my family and whatever it is that you have and then this great thing's happened as well and you can just appreciate it for what it is I don't know it's not like I've had a money back from my tax or anything but I I think just having that attitude that anything good that happens to you is a bonus it's not an expectation that good things will happen because I hope good things do happen to you but everyone has good and bad in their life it's not like you're never going to experience anything bad again if you are working on an abundant mindset but it then cultivates that idea that like wow I get to 
experience this. I get to have this opportunity Mm. or I get to try this thing out or whatever it might be. I think that's so true, isn't it? Everyone has good and bad in their lives. Abundance isn't going to stop the bad from happening, but it helps you to appreciate the good that you have. And I think it Uh means that when the bad stuff happens, it's easier to switch into that more positive mindset again. Like when I tested positive for COVID, I was not jumping for joy, let me tell you. But I think that work that, I mean, we've done over the past year, two years of just focusing on the more positives, all I was suddenly focusing on more so is, oh my God, aren't I so lucky that I have a warm, safe home? Like, isn't it brilliant that I get to be cozy for a few days? Oh, isn't it wonderful that I have like all of this TV I can watch? Now, don't get me wrong. I'd rather not have bloody COVID, but it helped. It just gets you into that gear change. Like you change gears quicker. I think you focus Mm -hmm. on the good that you have and you accept that it's entirely possible that more good could come along that bit quicker Mm -hmm. and so you don't stay in that negative spiral because a lot of the time not always but a lot of the time we choose to stay in a negative mind like a negative mindset yeah yeah absolutely and that kind of goes back to which episode did we discuss that in and if you're spending longer than two minutes oh it was a couple of weeks ago yeah and I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, if, if you're if you're stuck in that kind of negative space for so long, then I guess that's where you can see the opportunity to maybe work on your abundance mindset. Yeah. Not because that's going to make a situation better or to improve anything, but I do think, like we said, there's there's a certain point where something has already happened, and you get to choose how you respond to it. And having this kind of mindset is, it's not going to cure it or stop it from happening, but it's definitely going to support you in how you respond to it. Oh, for sure. Oh, I feel very like positive and light after that conversation. Good. (laughs) Feels good. Feels good. And I hope that like anyone else listening does as well. I know that sometimes hearing people talk about having an abundant and positive mindset and manifesting your best life can kind of make you want to roll your eyes a bit. I think a couple of years ago, I definitely would have been the skeptic rolling her eyes being like, yeah, sure. Okay. But it is true. The more you embrace it, the better it gets like, and not kind of not cultivating that abundant mindset is only harming you at the end of the day. Yeah, it's your choice if it's something that you want to do or not, but there's not any negatives from yeah. giving it from giving it a try and from giving it a go. Yeah. Like you're only gonna like yourself more, you're only gonna live a better life and you're only gonna be able to help other people more. So it seems mm-hmm. pretty like wins all round, really. Mm-hmm. We hope that you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. And of course, we'd love to hear from you and any thoughts that you might have on the topic. And you can get in touch with us with all of the details, which are down in the show notes. Have a great week. We will be back next Wednesday with another episode. And we hope you stay safe in the meantime. Bye. Bye.